Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 9, 10, 11, and 12 of New Spring. It begins, it finishes, just before dawn and entering home. Enjoy! Welcome, everyone! And Chris's cat... Um, perfect timing. Uh, to, meow, <laughs> meow. <laughs> <laughs> to episode nine point seven five, our season nine point seven five, episode four of the world. Nine three quarters. Nine and three quarters. Yeah, there you go. Um, we do have some new patrons, so I want to get that. Uh, the yeah, way I saw a couple in the Woo! in the discords. That was exciting. Um, when's the last time we recorded? Oh, uh. Uh, there you go never mind was um, that me or you did i do that, that? Was me that was okay me. um so uh spooksu and Ooh. yeah spooksu and max both became um members. thank you yeah so thank you this you show are, is for you you yeah. still value us you guys you are awesome yeah right. um yeah so that's it for those announcements um as far as any other announcements, I don't know anything else I can think of to announce. We're here. We we made it till finally. <laughs> we're, we're back. We're back. I guess. Yeah. Wearing yeah. my team painter shirt, representing our, my merch. You know that's a good announcement. It's really cool. Um, we got lots of it. Lots of fun. Um, so um. Anything else I can think of? We have guests. Yeah. So let's, let's get right that to that. That is exciting. That is exciting. Yes. So uh, it's Raj been a while. Him as Morden from Twitter. Oh. Um, and uh, we actually got to meet in person last year at Jordan Con. Uh, That's right. So yeah. Um, happy to have you on. So thanks. Excited. Thanks for having me. Should be yeah. fun. Welcome to the chaos. Yeah. Welcome to the chaos. Chaos sounds our, good. Yeah. That is our podcast that has no script and. Then we don't really know what we're doing still. Four years later. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. You know what? We need ribbon ideas, y'all. What are we doing for ribbons for Jordan Khan? I'm doing a time trail and tan ribbon. Um, definitely doing that. Uh, for the Cosmo Reads, we're doing a ska stank. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, because Alondo hates Tensoon, and I'm not going to give into spoilers of who Tensoon is if you haven't read Miss Bourne. Um, I might make a I love Tensoon ribbon. Yes, because I do. <laughs> Yes. And I told him that the last time I this past Sunday when I hopped on. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, but for the for, for the for the for the will reads, I'm not sure what else we're gonna do this year um for ribbons, but I'm gonna order them soon so they're here in time. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Just give me some well. give I'll me some blank ones and sharpies. 
I do have like uh, it's not that drawer. I don't know where it is. I do yeah. have like a ton of stickers that I'm gonna be handing out. Can Can so. you order blank ones and sharpies for me and Chris, and we'll just hand doodle some? I mean, sure. I mean, I'll just I'll just, buy, I'll just buy a big thing of like "Hello, my name is" stickers. You can do the one that says "Always ten minutes late." <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. So you guys got ideas? Go ahead and send uh send them in. Let let me know. Hit the Discord. Let me know or email or however you want to contact me. It doesn't really matter. Um, I I might take one of your suggestions. Um, yeah, I might not. We'll figure out. <laughs> <laughs> I might not order anything. I don't know the way things have been going this this year. <laughs> um, I do like Alan. Uh, we we can always do um Rand's harem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. How many yeah. ribbons do you usually order when you order them? Um, so last year I did, I think we did four different ribbons, like four oh. different things. And then we did, I think a hundred each. So it was like 400 mm -hmm. ribbons total. Um, and that, did they did. all go out pretty quick? Yeah. I think I have a few left over and I'm not sure where that would be. Um, there's somewhere in this desk that I have right here. Cause I have all of the stuff from Jordan still packed up like that. I haven't unpacked because I just shoved it all in like a bag. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll just grab it next year and pull the He's bag. Like, the bag. So, so this year, grab, you might get like the grab bag. ribbon. Time to go yeah. Jordan Con. Grab the grab bag yeah. and go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll be one of two cons that I'm going to this year. Hopefully, uh, actually, not hopefully. Uh, so I actually got tickets. invited to one and I never responded. And I feel horrible, oh, but. No. That'd be cool. Which I need one? To go, um Hold on, because I still have it marked unread. Like that's how horrible it is. <laughs> I'll tell you in a minute. I gotta find. Okay, it. cool. Yeah, yeah I'm going, messaging uh, me. Get the important stuff in, like the first six or seven words, because if it goes onto that second line, I might not actually click on it to read it. Yeah. So well, the plan pack, is to go also in. to Makiri Khan this year. So that's. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out a way to make that happen. I know I'm not working at a time, but Contoberfest. Sorry about that. Contoberfest, okay. Yeah, I got it. It's a Deep South Contoberfest. Okay. And the issue is, is the date that it's held on, the 11th through the 13th. I might actually be able to make it, but... Where is it? We were waiting to find out what's going on with my sister-in-law's wedding. Okay. It's in Georgia. It's in Helen, Georgia, which is even better okay. because oh, it's in Helen's Germantown, nice. USA. I know I love yes. Helen. So it's so cool. Yeah. I, I feel bad because I honestly forgot about it. I had the tab open and have had it open for months. Because cool. I know Dragon Con, that's in October-ish. Or maybe that's, that's Labor Day weekend. Never mind. That's September. Yeah, if you oh, have anything to do with October Con, I'm sorry. I will get back with you eventually. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's the plan. Uh, one year I will make it to WatCon in Ohio. It's just <laughs> that... Uh, going to Europe and to Atlanta in one year is my entire mm -hmm. budget and vacation time all rolled into one. So <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a lot of cons. What cons great though? Yeah. I mm -hmm. went last year. Yeah. I we just, we I play just... Powerball occasionally. So if that hits, <laughs> you might see us yeah. more. Yeah. Or I mean, never. Yeah. Depends on the size of the jackpot. <laughs> yeah. When I, when, when I hit the jackpot, um, I'll be able to afford to go to one Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> it costs, it costs and a like, Taylor Swift concert, or just one or the other? I I don't know. Super Bowl's cheaper than Taylor Swift concert, from what I hear. Uh, yeah. It's like fifty grand to go to a Super Bowl. I think it's like at least sixty to go to a Taylor Swift concert. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I don't have that kind of money. Um, 
I wish. Yeah. <laughs> so patron support. Go support us on Patreon so I can go to Taylor Swift concerts. Uh <laughs> yeah, that's what it goes. That's exactly what it goes to. That's exactly what it goes to. Maybe uh, fifty yeah. grand tier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fifty grand tier. <laughs> Taylor Swift signs up tomorrow. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um yeah, so personal life. What's going on? My uh we, we had a big birthday yesterday at my house uh which i means which means we have another big birthday for the podcast because my son happens to have a birthday yesterday on february 6th which also means Yay. it was ian's birthday yesterday because they share a birthday so alan will never forget i love yeah, it because i wake up in the morning and i have at the past well how old your son now six yeah so six years now i've been getting messages well five i can't, I can't forget it now when he was born i didn't get it you were busy newborn i get it but ever <laughs> since then I wake up to happy birthday, boop de boo. <laughs> happy birthday. Thank you. And this is the fuck around here, right? This is. Yeah. Oh, so those of y'all that follow us on Discord, I, I posted the chat Alan and I had, and I thought it was pretty clever. I was talking about one more year and we find out. And he's like, yep, yeah, you got to fuck around first. Of course, we're talking about 42. We find out the meaning of life. But I've thought about this more, Alan. It's not like we hit 42 and we're just revealed everything. Oh. Remember, the amount you find out is based off of how much you fuck around. So let me check fuck my, around a little bit. We're only going to find out a little bit. Let me check my guy. But when you turn uh, 42, <laughs> it means you've already been in your 42nd year. So it's when you turn 41 that you should be figuring things out. Oh, so did I miss my chance to fuck? Around? I feel like I yeah. have been fucking around quite a bit, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you go back to some previous episodes, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think I wait. It, it, blo- it blows people's mind to think about that, but zero to zero to one is still, right. you know, that's a real part of the low. first, yeah, part of that yeah. first year. Yeah, it's it's irrational. It's part of your second year. That, that first rotation yeah. around the sun. Yeah. Oh man, so, you're already yeah. in your forty second year, dude. You should have your shit figured out now. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm just waiting on answers now. Yeah. <laughs> should be here any, any day. <laughs> hey, look, you did learn that you're still not too far off of your your max. So. Oh, hey, you know, I will jump in a, to my personal life. A uh, couple of great, just awesome stories the last week or two. Uh, I told y'all before I'm coaching both of my kids' basketball teams. One, uh, Ronan's eight, but he's playing with nine and ten-year-olds because he's a badass. And then uh, River's in the 14, 15 age group. Uh, I'm actually teaching them. I'm teaching both age groups the same defenses um, and the same – base offense with like minimal motion uh two weeks ago they all struggled with it and we lost our games horribly we did another practice kind of honing in on where we were having mistakes and whatnot and then both teams this last week we came out and destroyed like kids on the other team were kids on the the other other team were crying the other team (laughs) had no idea how to play that defense because they're not used to people playing team ball anymore like team basketball bingo happen that's what I had to shake out of my guys. We have great individual players, and it took a couple practices and like showing videos and everything of I don't need to see fast breakaways. I don't I know y'all can make layups. I'm not worried about that. We need to take every opportunity to practice our defense and our offense as a team. And once they they slowed it down on offense, we got better on offense. Once they sped up getting in place on defense, they were shutting people down. Yeah. So seeing used women basketball is phenomenal. I remember being at one of the uh the practices and you heard the coach i forget her name and i'm kicking myself for it 
but you would hear her go, if everybody doesn't touch the ball before you shoot it, you will do suicides. Yeah. Especially like, in especially out. in practice, like just getting used to distributing it, it makes oh. a difference. So yeah, that was huge. And I still know very little about basketball. I'm pulling this stuff off of YouTube and then just guessing and see what works with them, but it's starting to work. So that was great. And then uh, on my birthday, um, between work and everything and the kids schedule, uh, wasn't really hanging out with anybody. It was a night alone by myself. So I was like, screw it. I'm gonna go to the gym. I've been feeling good on the dumbbell press. I'm gonna just keep stacking weight. Who cares if my back goes out? I want to see what I can do. And once upon a time, I'd warm up with 80 pound dumbbells and then work my way up, crack a hundred here and there. I haven't done that in a very long time. And since my back injury, I haven't touched anything over like 70 pounds, 75 pounds. Uh, but I worked my way up to uh, 90 pounds in the fourth set last night. And at 90 oh, pounds, uh, I put it up five times, you know, in, in the fourth set. So I think, awesome. I think in the next couple of weeks, we might hit the triple digits. We might be yeah. throwing up a hundred pounds. I don't know. I'm getting that old guy strength now, like old man strong. Old man strength. Yeah. It was Coach Hunter. Coach Hunter's phenomenal coach. Like, okay. There you go. She got some YouTube videos because I need more. <laughs> and let me look you her up. Yeah, I bet you they do. I know the VCU coach, I think he came from Utah or Utah State, something like that. But he has a lot of uh, – there's stuff you got to pay for, but then he has a lot of free videos out there. And I've, I've been – I I just one time, one time, if one of your kids like really screws up, he comes back to the bench. I want you to say this. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> bold strategy, yeah. Cotton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've already uh, not started both of my kids from missing practice, which is clearly out of their hands. It's mine and their mom's fault, but I don't care. You don't come practice. You ain't starting. Yeah, I do. You, you don't know what we practice this week. Why am I going to put you in the game? Practice? Practice? <laughs> we talking about practice? practice? <laughs> Man, they're from the, the land of AI. Like, they know what they're doing. Right, right. So, anyways, it, it's it's been a it's been a really cool last couple of weeks. A lot of, yeah. lot of successes. Sounds like it. Right. My, my weekends have been dope. It's been full of activity. We um, had my our friend, Alan Hinton, his sister moved here, so I helped her move in, and then we went out and hung out for the evening. You know, just all of us siblings, you know how we do. You know, once you find yeah. a friend, they become your brother or sister. It just yeah. is what it is. <laughs> so we, we did that. Um, went to the Daily. I don't know if you heard of the artist Daily, D-A-L-E-Y. If you haven't, phenomenal R&B artist. Uh, look him up. Went to his concert. He's back on tour after seven years. About to release a new CD. Never heard of him before. I thought he was great. Chanel and Alan had heard of them and, and loved him. And I'm like, they're audio audiophobes. Is that the right word? Like they love music. They listen to all sorts of music. Yeah. Eclectic sense. Right. Cool. Like it's just that's them. Uh, did the church thing, and then we went to like a, a art show. There's a local. Um, gallery owner here who brings art from Zimbabwe oh, cool. and actually sells cool. it and then all the proceeds go back to Zimbabwe minus of course what it costs him in the small markup that he gives to have the you know the place open but they have this phenomenal art for very inexpensive cost and okay. it's just to help Zimbabwe out since with COVID their market really just tanked so yeah that's cool that's pretty cool just yeah. since COVID well I mean, yeah. <laughs> the Zimbabwe dollar or whatever their currency is has been pretty yeah. bad for a very long time. But 
with within that particular realm of like you know when tourists go there they buy things and these are the things that they're buying but they haven't been sold in a while so yeah you know yeah, yeah. Cool. well they 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 are on the list of um a quite a few countries over there that wanted rapid infrastructure growth could not afford to do it themselves and there was a uh, country that decided to help them and the terms in these uh, contracts, if the government wasn't able to pay on time or, or pay the massive amount of interest, then um, that country would get ownership in different stakes in the country. And you guys can Google that. I'm not trying to no, get into that that debate, but they um, let's just say a lot of these countries were unable to maintain the interest payments. And it's becoming a big political geopolitical issue over there. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. But cool. they got three quarter finished roads that are really nice. Ah, uh. <laughs> it's like I was in uh, Malaysia. Like, there's tons of towns in Malaysia that have like these theme parks and giant hotels, and they're empty because they had oh. like they went through like if they if they build it they will come mentality for a while. Like so, like if we build it, they, like tourism will come, and it never did. Like we walked past like abandoned, brand new theme parks and roller coasters and everything, and we're like. Did this ever open? It's like that nah, lost funding. It never opened. I was like, "Oh, why?" <laughs> I thought this was a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's why? just never been used. Just... Yeah, it just sits there, and now it's like overgrown grass everywhere. Like all the steel's brand new, and I'm like, "Like, sell there, it." There was one um, hotel. I guess it was a Howard Johnson that like. Howard Johnson. Hojo. It was like a star and like super nice. Like, and they built one over there. And then they pulled out because they realized they couldn't make a profit over there. But they just kept the signs on there because because it was can't make a profit here. I'm pulling out. (laughs) So it still says Howard Johnson, but it's not owned by Howard Johnson. It's it's insane. Like all the crazy stuff over there was just Uh, interesting. (laughs) Like Stay at the Howard Johnson. It's four stars. What? <laughs> what kind of crap is this? <laughs> Meanwhile, Alan paid for the speed pass at that amusement park only to find out he was the only asshole there. <laughs> <laughs> they did turn one of the amusement parks, our amusement parks into like a circus, which was kind of cool. So I did get to see a... A it wasn't horse. a circus, Alan. That was just there was the a horse that was like, the park. there was a horse that a dog was riding on the horse, then a monkey was riding on the dog, and they're all stacked up right around the ring. And I was like, uh, I could see you being entertained by that. I was very entertained. Yeah. <laughs> there might have been some alcohol involved too, but it was fun. Um, Probably. So, yeah. So, uh, you guys are anything from you, Rosh? Anything cool going on in your world? Want to share some life no. events? Not much, you know, the usual day-to-day work and stuff. I'm trying to figure out if I can make Jordan Con happen and looking into it. Or, you know, I should have booked the hotel rooms earlier. Now the prices are yeah. But yeah. Prices trying already to make crazy. it work and see. May, might only be a weekend or Friday, Saturday or okay. something, not not Thursday or Thursday through Monday, but take it yeah. a look. Yeah, you gotta jump on those things as soon as they open. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so hard right now to like plan ahead. And, yeah. yeah, it's tough. I, I don't know what you, I'm doing I, three days from now. So yeah. months yeah. out, guy. These I days, just thinking about months ahead, I'm like, I can't think that far. I'm like trying to think one day ahead, like you said. Right. I need yeah. groceries to make it till next payday, but that is the focus <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> running out of vegetables Robin. six more days to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, white bread, bologna, cheese, and eggs, brother. Yeah. White egg, bologna, yeah. cheese. And you, ever, you ever do those peanut butter and jelly Ritz crackers? <clears throat> Gore. I can't do the peanut butter, but yes. It's so good. So, and then you got to go for sun butter when you're my experience, and that's expensive. So. When you can't afford the bread, you just make like uh, peanut butter jelly roll ups. You just get like the like a and giant pack of tortillas. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it doesn't work no matter how you fold it with every bite. Jelly goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so messy. That's what you got to tuck the end in. You got you to gotta fold it bitch over. Hey, that jelly will find a way. Go, go try it. it. Food's expensive these days, guys. All right, you guys ready to begin? What the will read so we can yes. afford to eat? Ah. <laughs> uh, chapter nine. I want to be huggable next. What is that? I said I won't be huggable next Jordan Con if we don't get support. Yeah, <laughs> we'll starve. If you like the big comfy hugs, send food. Send food. Uh, it begins. That's what I say whenever I get started. I'm like, yeah, we're about to begin. <laughs> and then literally two seconds later, it ends. I run to the corner of the room, ring the bell, boom, and then jump back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So we'll start with chapter, what chapter is this? Nine? Yeah, nine. Um, what, what are we doing? Um, so Maureen's being led down towards her test. That's how we it's start. about to go down it's about to go down and we've got hints about how much weaves and everything like that she has to do i think that said in previous chapters uh that she's been training for and you know 100, 100 different a lot weaves. Of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. she's afraid of this test um <laughs> yeah uh, and, and she's thinking about the things that can comfort her you know and, and she lists them out like three things uh, first she'll be able to channel during the test secondly she'll still be moraine damadrite of carrion and third uh, she'll still be able to search for the Dragon Reborn regardless of what happens. Because even if she dies to die, she's still going to look for him. Um, so it's kind of comforting in her that, like, you know, even if I don't make it, you know, I'll still have all those. I figures. find it very interesting that this has, like, become her main focus. Mm-hmm. Like, you're Moraine Dominant. You have a, an entire potential kingdom that you could take over and run. Like, what are you running from? Like, that's really what my thought processes is come on now like it's a nice little fallback if you don't make so, it here i can just take over country that's a fallback yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I think it's I, I think it's cute to think that uh so the 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 first thing uh would be comforting right uh, especially she has confidence in her ability to channel but the other mm-hmm. two actually conflict with one another um dedicating yourself to one is going to make the other impossible, impossible. Uh, and we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but I, I still feel like even in this, um, it's Jordan really stretching out that transition. The number two that you mentioned, like I'm Moraine, Dumadred from blah, blah, blah. But, but remember by the time we meet her, like that's something we kind of find out eventually. And it's, she's almost trying to hide it. And when it comes out, like it's irrelevant that that's, that's not her. It's not part of her life anymore, sort of thing. So we it know there's like this that, transition. Her backup school type of thing. Like, yeah. You can yeah. always fall back on Marie Drama Drive if my number one does go there. But yeah, she can, uh, afterwards, she can get her, her long name, you know, like I am Moraine 
Isodai, the blue Aja, first of her name, Domitred, the <laughs> <laughs> seeker of the dragon. I don't know how I can. <laughs> so she finally reaches the room where it's going to take place. Uh, Moraine's not too happy to see who's there because our favorite red sister's there. Yeah, you know, I've, I really I've still got feel... some love for her. For, for her. I, I, got I do some love. too. I feel like she did them a solid. She felt like she got betrayed, and rather than them doing the smart and caring thing and going to her and saying, hey, we're sorry that happened to you. No idea why. I mean, that's a lie, but at that point, they could still lie. I don't know who did it. Don't know why they did it. We're sorry. I could have alleviated so much stress and would have changed the course of one person's life or three people's life throughout the entire series, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make for a good story, I guess. Yeah. So, so you guys, you guys are warming up to Elida. Yeah, I like Elida. Okay. okay. Do you like her where we are in the books? Like, not not New Spring. You like her New Spring? Do you like her? I like her New Spring. I don't really okay. care for her. <laughs> over I think there. where we're at in the books, part of me is starting to feel sorry for her. She, yeah. And we've yet to find out. It could be you know wrong place, wrong time. Uh, got turned. I think here in New Spring, it, it would be. Cool to find out that she hasn't been tainted yet. Um, and you know, she really had the best interest of Moraine and everybody else that she essentially tortured to prep them for this, you know. <laughs> tainted. <laughs> he said tainted. <laughs> yeah. It's tainted love, but it is love. Tainted love. Um yeah. So now we get to the testing. So anything from all this, anything we missed, anything you guys want to talk about, any questions? That Have we gotten to the part where she gets naked yet? That, that's um, We're, we're, we're coming up next. Yeah. Too soon? There. Okay. No, we can go ahead. We're, we're there right now. Yeah. yeah. How beautiful is she? <laughs> yeah. Um, Unless you step to Elida. It, it is Elida. Elida's not a, a dark friend. She's being manipulated by dark friends, but she's not one. Right. Yeah, she so is far, yes. what we know. Yes. No, she's not. Right. I, I really don't think that'll strings ever are happen. Being, strings are being pulled. Yeah. I think that she's going to break that at some point. Hopefully. It'd be nice. Okay. Sure. So Moraine's <laughs> naked. Yeah. So Moraine steps through the Tongrel. Uh, the test begins, and she finds herself standing there naked. Bare yeah. to the bone. Yeah. It's another ceremony. Another yeah. Hey. I mean, so you, you can read into this all sorts of ways, but you know, what what's the point of doing it naked? I mean, stripping yourself down to nothing, no possessions, no anything. That's why I, I kind of laughed at the second part of the things that comfort her, like her talking about who she is and her name and her family and everything. And and truthfully to to start this path, even as I said, I forget the chase and the dragon reborn. If you're going to dedicate yourself to that, uh, who you were can only and should only be preserved and used if it's useful to meet an end for the I said, I, but it should not be a goal and something you pride yourself on in and of itself. Does that make sense? So like if she sees the ability, the value of using her family name and influence in Kyrian to help the white tower, um, if you know if she truly believes in what their mission is, then by all means, that's important. But if where you come from and what your name was doesn't benefit that, then you got to let it go. Got to move on. Okay. It's it's a useful tool potentially at this point, but it's not who you are. 
Yeah. Boom. And she's naked. We're back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, this could have pulled from a lot of different sources. I mean, historically, there are a lot of like warrior traditions where you do get tested naked, whether you go back to ancient Greece or even the Gauls in the Roman times. Uh, the Gauls and the Vikings were known to, uh, Germanic tribes were known to have these kind of ceremonies where they would attack naked to add shock and all, but all, you know, just what yeah. to do as it's coming at you because I mean, you have a civilized society and you have a naked like war, like barbarians charging at you like I don't know how to fight these guys they're naked like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Alan's I mean, this, over this, there oh no, oh, no. stop it but this was uh, I mean so I don't know where Jordan you know pulled some of these traditions from I know for like the um uh, what the, is it? Um, it might be for part of the Aes Sedai ceremony, or is it? Uh, it's such a test where, where they uh, go topless or whatever. Uh, I think it was an interview. Jordan said it. It, it relates back to like the Pope, like when you're ra- like the Pope's being raised. There's a ceremony where he gets his balls <laughs> felt to make sure he actually is a man. Like it's part of like I'm actually they, a woman. They're doing the we're raising yeah. the Amberland. Raising the Amberland. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. Raising the Amberland. That's, right. that's what it is. Yeah. So, same like, uh, yeah. so there might be some historical, or just because Jordan was a horny man that just wanted to making it official. Talk about bos- bosoms. And <laughs> that uh, could have been it too. I don't know. <laughs> like, um, there is definitely evidence for both. Um, he was a well scholared, well read man. And he also did like talking about cleavage and, and things of that nature many, many, yeah. many times. So. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I don't. <laughs> but anyway, right now she's naked. Uh, and she's in a plain stone corridor. Um, she finds clothing on a table and dresses herself pretty quickly. So uh, to go continue. Um, but then by the time she she leaves the corridor, she's naked again. Like I said, I just put the clothes. Yeah. But if I was to... <laughs> clothes, just kidding. Uh, oh. Gotcha. <laughs> and it keeps happening, I think, throughout the test. Just... Yeah. She just goes in naked, gets redressed. Yeah, goes through her trial. Right. It, I guess that's part of the whole entire trial. I mean, they're trying to, I guess, put her in scenarios where it would distract her or make her feel uncomfortable to distract her from channeling, to make sure she can stay cool, calm, and channel the, yeah. through any kind of adversary type conditions. Adversarial yeah. type conditions so. are, are the conditions completely controlled by? The Aes Sedai that are overseeing this, or is this you get part hints of the, to that? Yeah, I, well, I know they have influence, but is it that they have complete control? I, I think they set it up like it's yeah. set up like in a way, like it was like an obstacle course. Because like, well, it, I, I was I was thinking when I asked that, like let's say uh, let's grab Avienda from where we are in the other books and throw her in there. Okay, if you make her go through these trials and you're like, all right, how do we add more pressure? Let's make her be naked like that isn't yeah, she she all. in yeah. fact she'd be like a little more comfortable now thanks this is easier <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's something included with somebody like moraine mm-hmm. especially with some of the people she encounters in there you know it adds to the shame and you know the distraction Mediation. of thinking inwardly shame. about yourself right yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. there so. seems to be some implication that the sisters are controlling what's happening in the weaves i think or, yeah yeah Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't For know sure. if they necessarily control it down to the detail because it is a tongue Like, so whether it's like, so it's it's different than they accept the test where it's completely comes from within. It definitely right. is heavily influenced, um, right? And they talk about that at the end of all this. 
Um, but as she's walking, you know, men appear and they proceed to leer at her and stare at her, you know, trying to make you know, force, yeah, of goggle, try to force her, you know, and forcing herself to walk calmly until she reaches the six point star. And that's where she's going to each one of these hundred tests uh, for the hundred different weaves. Um, yeah. And kind of, it kind of highlights a few of them through this test. Uh, I mean, so the first one, she has to make a wall of air uh, to keep the men away before going to another six point star. Um, she finds I like herself, yeah, how they didn't demonstrate how she's able to think on her feet and how mm-hmm. she's able to maintain multiple weaves at one time. It gives a, an extra dynamic to it that, you know, I don't think I really paid close attention to because it just seems like, oh, she's weaving and making a fireball. Cool. Yeah. But what else was she doing during these battles? Is making a fireball and controlling it just one weave or is it multiple? Like, it it lends to the fact that there's more to learn about the process of weaving. And then... It's if unbelievable. You can, <laughs> if mm-hmm. you can thread these weaves together, <laughs> then is there a way to make things happen quicker? And then I know we know we can do a tie off a weave and make it like continual, but you know, what are the other implications for that? Yeah, that's a good question from, from Wolf Brother. Um, if the I said I are completely in control of the testing, what does the town girl actually do? It's like it's like a holodeck, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And the other I said I are Trek. like able to program oh, stuff in there, but yeah, yeah, horrible question, obvious Maybe. answer. Uh, have you seen the have you seen the video of like <laughs> what if uh darth vader like invaded like the enterprise on star trek and they trick him into going on a holodeck oh yeah 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 <laughs> it's like oh, gotcha <laughs> uh, anyways um so yeah uh marine finds herself again in uh, a rough dressed stone corridor uh, she finds a new set of clothes uh, she dresses once again and continues on. Uh, once outside, she reaches, reaches another six-point star because her second weave. Uh, but then suddenly she's entangled in, I guess, uh, like thorn bushes. It talks about yeah. spiders. Like, there's a bunch of different like things that are thrown at her. There are, it seems like it definitely taps in. You know, to answer that question, what does the Trongrail do? It, it taps into some of the fears that may be unknown. Okay. It taps into that nervous system knowledge that triggers the thoughts of oh my goodness i know that i heard about this and i have to defend this by doing this yeah so it really is testing her core being yeah that and do you truly trust what you've been taught because there was certainly a moment especially with the spiders where you know your your brain does the math real quick and she's like this is too many and there's more that I can't see. Like I can't do enough of this, but it doesn't stop her. She keeps going through the process. I yeah. I can see that if everybody's going through the same thing, I could see that would be a point where some people, and there's many points in this process, but that that's a point where some people might fail because they're like, it, it's yeah. too much. What's the point? And stop. Sure. And she's doing it kind of against all odds sort of thing. I wonder how this affects other types of people too. Cause I mean, I know like, if I look at myself, for example, and like look at it from that point of view, like I have fears. Everyone has fears. There's fears out there, but I get an adrenaline rush for from fear. So like I don't. I'm still scared, but I like fear. Does that make sense? Like so, like I'm terrified of deep water. Mm-hmm. I go deep ocean sailing. I'm terrified of sharks. I've elbow dropped a shark off the side of a boat before because 
I thought it'd be that's funny. What you do. Um, <laughs> so it's like sometimes you gotta so lean I'm into still it. Still terrified doing it, but I the adrenaline rush was worth it. I don't know. Like, yeah, so, like it's, it's that adrenaline. So once like, you learned how like to that, appreciate and use that adrenaline, um, yeah. it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, so I don't know how this would affect. Like some people like shut down from fear. Like I run into it. I don't do the sense. escape thing. I don't, yeah. So way. how like how would you how would an Isodai alter the test if you had a personality like that like where it was because you're trying to make it challenging. Someone like me, you throw fears at it. I'm just going to go head on with it because it's I'm going to start enjoying it. Like well, you, a weird you sadistic kind of. You'd want to come up with a problem <laughs> where there's obvious ways, like you know, there's an obstacle the walls put in front of you. You know, yeah. you could go around it, under it, over it, or bust through it. Uh, but the real answer is something that involves uh, patience, you know. Sure. Uh, and, oh, yeah. and stepping back from the moment, or oh, you know, finding another path. Sheer boredom. <laughs> that would be my test. It would be sheer boredom. Do, <laughs> oh, do you think everyone that goes I'm through? Done. I'm done. I can't do, do it. Do you think everyone that goes through gets the death pet spiders, or do you think like they're like doing no. research on each each uh, candidate to find their? It's got. It's got to be tailored to the individual. To to Alan's point and kind of what I was saying, what what you want is the situation where they feel overwhelmed, but they still trust what they've been taught and they don't give up and they keep going. So even when the logic of their brain starts doing the math and says the odds are stacked against them, even if you calculate that this is going to end in you being overrun or defeated, that you keep going. So that could be something very different for each person. Yeah, you know. and can you drink before starting the test? Because if you can drink before starting the test, <laughs> well, I'm if you can channel, if you could channel in it, you should be able to get yourself, you know, some drunk, lightning yeah. while you're in Look there. Courage, oh, my man. glass to Ian tonight. He's very dialed in. I've already finished my glass, so I'm doing small sips. I'm, I'm, I was done with my bourbon. <laughs> you're you're, you're very dialed in tonight. You've got great answers. Like it's just nice listening to to this version of Ian again. <laughs> I, I I owe a show. I've been listening to you for a while, Chris. <laughs> yeah, the 24-hour contemplation is just getting over your hangover. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then That's after really... the spiders and everything like that, she gets to Trollocs. And she, at this point in her life, she's never seen a Trolloc before. So um, <laughs> I laughed at this part. Back. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's kind of like little did, did she know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about that part. So I will say that as I've been reading, listening to the book, my knowledge of everything that has happened is now way far in the background, and I'm getting the enjoyment of this book as if it were something that I have no prior experience with. Like we know. That yeah. Moraine's gonna end up with Lan and with Ran and yada 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 yada. We know she finds him. We know that it takes a whole lot longer than a few months to find him. So you know, my curiosity is there, but it's no longer when is she gonna start this, you know, journey and when is she gonna be told to do it by, you know, the um, yeah. you know, when is um her her friend gonna become, you know, it it. I can't say the words. When is her Amelin? friend going to become Amelin? When is she going to be told by the Amelin to go for the search? Like, when are all these things going to happen? Like, I know it does happen, but in the back of my mind, it's like, oh, no, this is a new book. Mm-hmm. This is phenomenal. This is great. But Yeah. That's like being relationships. I don't sit there obsessing over, like, when's the other shoe going to drop? When's it going to end? 
when am I going to say something stupid? And they're like, ooh, no, now I don't like you. I just know eventually it's going to happen. I just enjoy it <laughs> for what it's worth in that short period of time. And, you know, I was just listening. And when to it happens, that. I go, there it is. Right, it. I got a bag packed. I'm already ready to go. I got my go bag. It's got a toothbrush in it. Fuck me, right? No, I'm kidding. That's- Look, I, I was just listening to a, um, a podcast earlier and then almost finished it where they're talking about dating in general. It's have you heard, diary of a CEO. If you haven't found his podcast, you really need to go f- listen. I think somebody mentioned it to me. Oh, I'm probably missing it to you a year ago because I got hooked on this guy and everything that he does is just phenomenal. But they do state that the the psychotic and then the the narcissistic individuals like already know and the first step to being in a relationship as one of those individuals is to know in advance and then warn that way you can work on it because the people that are in the relationship with you have to be ready for it. I didn't get warn Chanel. I just hopped right into it and you know she's dealing with it now. Like, we, By gotcha. the way, this is me. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, as as I tell my wife all the time, uh, she said yes twice. So yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. I asked her, "Will she, she marry me?" Kids. And then at the altar, I asked her, you know, she said, "I sure? do." So I mean, I, you had two opportunities to say no. <laughs> like, yeah. You messed around, and had three kids. Like <laughs> you messed around, and had three kids. <laughs> uh, uh, don't remind me. <laughs> They're crazy kids. Uh, <laughs> He's got the cutest kids though. I, I keep saying it, but it's true. They're de- the little devils, though. I know. They're at that age where like, they're just, yeah, they're great and they're horrible at the same time. I mean, I love my kids, but. They're gonna take and angel, the angels at the same time. Sure. Right when you're about to be like super frustrated, they do something or give you a look or you get that random oh, yeah. hug. Or oh, I my daughter's got to figure it out. And you're just like, oh, man, I'm melting. Yeah, my daughter has a little like cute smile. Like, she'll go out half and hit her brother, like the little baby brother. Like she'll go and like full-fledged like tackle him like he's bald crying and like i turned to her and she turns and smiles at me like eh, yeah i did it like I'm like i want to <laughs> <laughs> toughen up boy toughen up with your sister yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a toddler i mean he's just started walking i, like I know that's how he feels like he, that other ball drops it'll be different oh yeah yeah I was like get it in now get it in now girl uh because she's gonna be bigger than you yeah <laughs> One day he'll stand back up and think, never again. (laughs) And then it's on. (laughs) That's how Moraine felt after every single test. She didn't remember what was happening after the test, but there was just a little bit of it left inside of her. Mm -hmm. Just the tip. Just enough to know that it's another test, another test, another test. I'm almost done. She had some mental distractions, but she always like in the internal thought process was able to kind of bounce back and remember where she was and what she was doing. Like she got back on track pretty quick. There were moments where I thought it would possible that she would fail. Mm -hmm. There were moments where I thought that failure was part of the test. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of didn't expect her to complete the full 100. Okay. Yeah. But there needed to be a little bit of humility. Like, she gets to 98 and then she fails and then her reaction to failing would determine her stationing or something. Like I did have that thought, like maybe that's going to happen. That's funny. 
that crossed my mind for a split second, right when there was there was some line where she was at the very end and it talked about ninety nine weaves completed, and she had one left, and it, that crossed my mind. I was like, and this is where they hit her with the curveball that nobody expects, and it's the everybody fails thing. It, it does no, seem kind of wild. So like when you hear, think of it, like, yeah, I did this a hundred times. Like, does anyone actually ever <laughs> pass this? Yeah, test, that's right? that's going to be in the description of the podcast. I should have made it for the YouTube. Ninety nine weaves, but the. <laughs> yeah anyway the one that uh, got away the one that got away um so that's how we end this with the trollocs before we move to the next chapter so anything right. else from chapter nine before we move to chapter 10 nah okay cool so chapter 10 um is it finishes so it begins it finishes. I mean, it always finishes. Um, well, for us, Mm-mm, it always. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for us. <laughs> so, um, we start. We're still inside the test. Uh, Moraine's almost done with the Isodai test at this point. After ninety-nine weaves, uh, she's very incredibly weary, tired. You know, barely able to do anything. And the last part of her test her father shows up as a distraction pops, pops. but he gives himself away mm-hmm. right off the bat. He's wearing clothes that are they've been out of fashion for years. Yeah. If they had him in the new fashion, she might've got trapped in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poor planning. Easy Poor to planning. spot. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that was somebody looking out for her. So yeah. if the eyes that I are weaving this all together, that's a detail if somebody was really trying to get her tripped up, you know, you make it as realistic as possible. But yeah, I, yeah. I, did somebody try and throw her a bone? Give her a Someone hint. Over, overrode the parameters of the test. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Let me make it obvious that this isn't real and it's in the past. Yeah. You know? Yep. But yeah, she stumbles for a little bit. I mean, he says like, you know, Moraine, you must come with me immediately. It's your mother. She's dying. No time coming out. And, you know, she actually, for a little bit, almost gives in, but she just turns up and says, I love you, Father. Please tell Mother I love her with all my heart and keeps walking. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh. She's like, I'm oh. an eye to die. Yeah. Yay. She did it. She did it. Which is <laughs> funny, though. There was a little bit of self-soothing there. She's got to know. So for her to leave her father and march on, she recognizes mm-hmm. that this is not real. It's mm-hmm. still part of the test, and she has something else to do. And yet, she still tells her not real father to pass a message on to her mother hmm. a message that's never going to get to her mother through the not real father. So, she's really just saying it for her own sake, right? Mm-hmm. But is so anything this, really this, real? But, but that's just a moment of her, <laughs> but it's still significant. That's that's a moment of her recognizing that that's something that she was holding on to, and in that sure. moment, she let go of it, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And there was much rejoicing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and fatigue and a lot of wounds. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But not the bottom. worst we've ever seen. I mean, it's pretty bad, but I've seen worse. I, I, I just picture Moraine going through this test and falling out of the final test and just. That is perfect. Exactly. 
Except there's like I said, I just standing there impatiently waiting for her to finish so they can heal her. Like every time, every time. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I do that same reaction at least once a week, and usually with my toe as I kick something barefooted, and yeah, literally just. If you're running into things that consistently, buddy, you might want to get that checked out. Or do you have? Death perception issues, or no? I just my kids leave stuff laying around. Like, it's oh, that's just, fair. I, that's right. I kiss. He has the like, I don't so, look down issue. Yeah, I, I, no, it's just like I'm running after one kid, and there's a toy like right there in the way that wasn't there five seconds ago, and like it's it's that's literally fair. just it just yeah. I, I, that's fair. I have three kids. They're they're six, four, and two. Like, all right. It's, <laughs> Alan looks like he's about to break down. He's like, I just, I just need a little help. Okay, I need a nap. I need stuff everywhere. You just don't understand. There is a minefield of Legos. It's not clean. Like literally. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, stepping on Lego is the worst. By the way, it is absolutely yeah. worst. Uh, except uh, it, it was an ankle fractured in three braces. Yeah. Um, the only thing worse than all of this is cold breakfast. Is is what? Cold, cold breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, cold breakfast can be good. I mean, like cold pizza is great for room breakfast. temperature pizza. Yeah, room temperature pizza. Yeah. You want it soft. The cold pizza, yeah. you have to chew too hard, then your it, jaw a, hurts. I had a, I had a, I, I had a, a sailing coach, and he told me the breakfast of champions. You know, next morning you wake up. You get that pizza off the counter that's been sitting there overnight. Shotgun crack open a warm beer, warm beer and cold pizza. I weren't to pizza, and it's a great way to get ready for for uh, for competition. Yep, and it works. We always sailed better on Sundays. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. In my mind, you, <laughs> it felt better. <laughs> I know the U- UNBC guys were, were the perfectionists on that. Um, yeah, University of Maryland, Baltimore campus. That those guys and the puke attack. Oh yeah, um, yeah. They would. Um, they, they were the first that opened my my eyes to you know we're all hungover and struggling, but they're like laughing, happy go lucky, listening to music, and I'm like, how are you guys not hungover? They're like, easy, <laughs> we're still drunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that logic is flawless. <laughs> <laughs> you could postpone the hangover. By just drunk. There you go. Genius. They never graduated, but yeah. I remember in my early twenties, I was doing bow. Um, so in case people don't sail, bow is the front of the boat. Uh, and when you're running bow, it's the most physical position on the boat by far. Um, even more than a grinder, because you're just running around a lot. Grinders just grind, they yeah. turn the thing around. It's a fair statement. Bow um, bow's nimble. running everywhere. And this is when I was a lot younger. Can't do bow anymore. Dangerous position. Mistakes there. You can fly off the boat or die. So I should. I think it was like the third day of sailing straight, and I was so hungover that the guy, the the um, the captain of the boat, let me sleep on the front on the way out to the race, and I'm like literally passed out, and we're getting ready for start. I guess we're late to our start. The next thing I hear is like hoist. So that means the sail's going up. And I hadn't connected the sail yet to the ropes, to the lines that um, that need to be connected. <laughs> so, yeah. Simple so thing. I wake up from a drunkard stupor and like literally it's something out of the movies. Like I scramble, like grab the shackles, start trying to clip everything together and like clip the last one in. 
rise it like explodes out of my hands and fills the sail fills up and i'm like made <laughs> and i go back crack over yeah. a beer and chug it <laughs> like, <I was> like, <laughs> all right and, let's go <laughs> and even in even in like a 35 footer you know depending on the size jib or whatever that's going up uh how many thousands of pounds of pressure on there when it when it's full yeah, of wind in 10 knots it a lot yeah. it's a lot yeah but no i clipped it in it clipped and it popped out of my hand and 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 went i was like that nice. was awesome <laughs> meant to do that <laughs> meant to do that yeah <laughs> that was literally a half a second from being a total disaster uh and costing probably a thousand dollars too yeah the owner but, eh. to somebody else yeah <laughs> to somebody else that's I was why i sail other people's boats <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, they they cost a lot more than a thousand dollars those sales. But anyway, it's uh, that's that's either here. Yeah, is Marie um, naked when she comes out? I don't know. I think she's only naked in the test. I think she went in clothed, if I remember correctly. Yes, yeah. mm, she went in with like a shift. No, she went in. In my know. mind, she was naked when she came out. Yeah. Okay, I'm and sure. I, yeah, I mean, it would make <laughs> sense. Um, that, yeah, she comes out. She's in the basement. Um, Moraine tells her. Or not more rain. Uh, is it me, me rain? Me rain. Uh, not more rain, Man. but me rain. <laughs> it's just mere, mere rain. Uh, mere rain. Not not more rain. Just just mere. It's yeah. It's mere, 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 rain. Uh, mere rain. That she passed the test. Uh, Anaya then goes to heal her. Um, and Moraine uh, turns to Elida and is like, "That was you, wasn't it? I'll get you next time." You dirty uh <laughs> But again. What Elida did was preparing for the test, but also preparing for the reality that's ahead of her. Mm-hmm. The The test is still preparation for what's to come. So is she not doing a service for Moraine? I mean, would Moraine have passed if Elida did do what she did? Or even if she passed and the test itself was easier, does that help Moraine? Remember, she needed that in each one of the steps, there was something she needed to overcome. We talk about the the spiders and stuff and continuing to fight against all odds, knowing that, all right, it's against me. Like, I might die here, but I'm going to keep going. That was important. They had to come to that realization and know that they could and they had that in them. But even at the end, you know, I mentioned she she knew she wasn't passing that message to her actual father to give to her mom, but she still said it out loud. And she had to get to that brink. She had to go to that point of being honest with herself that that was something she still held on to. And she had to go through the process of letting it go. So right. she could be mad at anybody she wants to for how hard the test was or the preparation for it. But at this point, from the reader perspective, it all seems very necessary. Yeah. And I can look back at like instructors, coaches, teachers that were harder on me. And at the time, yeah, you're pissed them and you don't like that. But you look back and you've, it's like you have some admiration and thank, thankful that they wore that way, whether it's boss. I mean, to a, to a certain extent, as long as it helps you grow. If some people are just assholes to ass- be assholes. That's a different story. But if they actually yeah. were an asshole to help you grow, then sure, you look back at them with admiration. I mean, yeah, uh, the, the same sailing coach that told me to eat cold pizza in the morning was the biggest, grumpiest, mean asshole in the entire world. I mean, to but, everyone. But, to except everyone, his cats. but every except his cats. <laughs> but you know, I mean, when we went to uh, uh, went to his funeral, like I mean, just all the stories and everything like that too. Like it was, um, it was like, packed. It was packed. Smiles, so much tears for that guy. Um, yeah, he was laughing in love. He was one of the most hardest guys I've ever met in my entire life. But 
you grew from what he had to say. True. I mean, he yeah. would dress you down and make you feel like this small, but but yeah, <laughs> he was good. <laughs> yeah. At the time, no one liked it, but yeah, looking back, definitely. He's the only person to ever make me feel bad about winning a race. <laughs> you got lucky. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Nobody does that. Yeah. Keep it up and no one will remember you. Uh, thanks, Dan. I didn't. You want a race? What do you want? A medal? I mean, if you get it, yeah. like, ah. I'm over here celebrating. I think, the, I think the same thing the Doe Man the first time I coached him. Yeah, I did the exact same thing. Like, because he actually did exactly what you're not supposed to do. Bang the corner. Yeah. And he, yeah, bang the corner and he, he won the race and he came back over all smiling. I was like, you're an idiot. All right. Good job yeah. with the W, but that was the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen anybody do. And like, <laughs> like you, you keep on trying this strategy, you will lose 99% of the time. You won this yeah. one. <laughs> but, yeah. That yeah. was stupid. Don't do it again. Uh, so that question remains to be answered. And I'm curious. I don't really have a prediction per se. I think I hope that at least in this book, Elida is doing this not for personal gain or not for really trying to break Moraine, but, and maybe, maybe it's intentionally trying to make it so impossibly hard because uh, maybe she knows what's coming in the world uh, or has an inkling of it. And it's like, you know, the sisters we have fighting by my side, like they've, they've got to be legit. I don't want, I don't want anybody that is a halfway Aes Sedai or has never really been tested. Right. You know, want to go into a street fight with a bunch of dudes that have never been punched in the fucking ear. Yeah. If you if we if it's about the throwdown, I don't care how much you lift, I don't care how tall you are, I don't care, dude. I know a bunch of hundred twenty pound scrappy dudes that have been in plenty of fights that I would take me uh, take with me over. Yeah. You know, what's the What's the Mike Tyson Tyson quote? It's like uh, you know, everyone has a plan to get punched in the mouth. Yes, yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that first time you get rocked, everything comes undone. And yeah. the moment you freeze to go, what was that? Guess what? Here comes another. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. Everyone has a good plan to get punched in the mouth. And you're like, yeah, yeah. that plan goes out the window completely. <laughs> so so what? So she tried to punch Marine in the mouth right now when it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, how, yeah. I don't think it's a bad strategy. Yep. You know? Yeah, sometimes it's a tough love. Um. So Moraine's told to spend the night in prayer and contemplation. Uh, that should be raised. I said the next day uh, to pick your Aja and that kind of stuff. Um, and she goes back to the Scepter Quarters and she learns from Shiriam and Morel, um, who are also accepted at this point, that Sawan had been summoned to her test. So Okay, so I have to ask this question. I hope you're in a position to be able to answer. Do we get a chapter with better details of swan's test no oh come on chris <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to read their faces raj is not giving anything away no He's what like, i want to know raj is how often do you uh think about the way moraine came back in the <laughs> <laughs> after she died in book five <laughs> no no, no, no when she, she came, came back, back yeah. in book uh, 11. how did that book make 11. you feel what book is that? Uh, it's Crossroads. She come back. Crossroads Twilight. <laughs> yeah, at the Crossroads is where she comes at back. At the Crossroads. Okay. Yeah. See you at the Crossroads. <laughs> you know what, Miss My yeah, Uncle Charles, y'all. Yeah, Dude, it's, it's been a lot. It's been a long time. It's been a lot of books. It's been, we're halfway through this series. <laughs> like. <laughs> 
She's been not in this books longer than she was in the books at this point. I'm not uh, giving we're, up on her. We're to that Especially point now. now that I get to see her as a child, I'm not giving up. We've read through 10 books. She's in the first five. So literally half of what? I know we've read should be in the last. Okay. Should so half of the last. Chris, I think she's coming back in like really early in the next book. Yep. Yeah, book, book 11 is Knife of Dreams. I'm sorry. I, I, if if Olanfer can come back. Olanfer? But the, yeah, the Dark One brought her back. Well, the Dark One might do... Nah. Are we going to get Dark Moraine? Dark Moraine. No, nah, I won't go that far. Okay. Kind of cool. okay. would be interesting. What do you think, Rosh? Moraine who? <laughs> How would you describe her return? Yeah. Is it like Gandalf the White? Or is it like, you know, Anakin getting his legs cut, cut I'm off? I'm thinking then... of the testing. So, like, non existent? Yeah. We got to get Tree back on the show so I can ask questions and get answers from her yeah. facial expressions. <laughs> or Tree says the, the right thing. From the level face, of red. Her face gives it away. Everything else. Yeah. Uh, Next time she's going to come in a mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Oh man. Um yeah, I don't have my mask close by. I usually have my handful of props, but uh yeah, anyway. Um so yeah, so Moraine waits for Swan. I'm not gonna answer your question about the swan testing. Rafa. Yeah. Is it in bits and pieces here and there referenced? Or like I would like a legit chapter like we just had, two chapters like we just had of Swan's test. That would be nice. Or somebody so we could compare and answer these questions like, is it similar? Is it the same? Like, do they try to at least put them through the same mental that, challenges? That you might get. But okay. here's my thing. We're never going to get it completely. Never going to get it. Never going to well, get especially it. Especially because we want it. Get- <laughs> it's like, here's the list of things the reader's going to want. So I got to make sure to never touch on that in detail. We'll just hint at it in a very questionable way. That they'll talk about this for years and have ridiculous theories about it. Check. Check. But we are now going to be capable of comparing what Moraine went through to what Elaine and... Well, they didn't go through anything. They didn't go through any tests. They just got right. But, but they might... Well, would. as of right now, it's pending. Eventually, they will yeah, be properly raised. Because I have a feeling that... Do you think Aguinas Armalin is going to be subjected as the armor? I have a feeling that at some point they're going to end up back in the White Tower for whatever reason. And well, they're marching there right now. Yeah, we know they're going to be. A part of me thinks that somebody's going to betray them, or for the greater good of the White Tower, all of them are going to betray them. Like, or Rand's going to make some type of deal with (coughs) Elida. And then they end up becoming, you know, the young Padawans again. Like it's, something's going to happen, so that they're under um, Elida. Hmm. Like mm. I respectfully it disagree. Too, it would be too easy, and the books would be a lot shorter if that wasn't going to be the case. Yeah. Okay. 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 We'll see. Perchance. Yeah. yeah. Um. So also, this is miscellaneous. So unlike uh, Nynaeve's test, it's a little side note. The Aes Sedai vote on whether she passed or not. They uh, they don't vote. They just say, she, okay, I got something else. Um, 
sorry, reading, reading quotes from something else. Um, uh, let's see. And then, um, let's see back to the basement room. Where are my notes? Uh, da, 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 should be raised. Oh yeah. So wait for Swan. That's where we are. Um, Swan returns eventually. She said she's passed a little peeved herself. Don't they have an mm -hmm. exchange about, uh, Elida? Okay, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt your show, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> let me mute myself. You tell me. I'll raise my hand. You let me know when I can be called down. <laughs> yes. So we get there right now. Uh, so they're peeved about a line. That's it. Let's put some ice in our bed. <laughs> Man, I was proud of myself for remembering the storyline a little did bit. It. Oh, yeah. Did they actually do it? I think they did. Yeah. She does glare at them later. Yeah. The chapter symbols, mice. They have to have done it, right? Yeah. You know, this already started by the time I was in college, but like the whole prank war thing, you know, when Those I was young, epic. when I was young, like it was just, it was the way life. I heard stories about pranks my dad and his cousins did and everything. And then we would do it among, you know, my siblings and cousins and the, you know, summer vacation and stuff like that. And, mm -hmm even by the time I got to college, like it was hard for me to recruit other people to get in on it. Cause they were like, but that's just me. And I'm like, no, it's mean and funny. Like you gotta <laughs> appreciate the two together anyways, but people don't really. Now you guys had some good prank wars. Oh yeah. I had some great ones. My favorite was they made the, they made the mistake of recruiting me to like, there was a whole bunch of people that were going to streak the sunken gardens together. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And then they were like, and we're going to take a picture. And I'm like, also cool. Let me get front row. And they're like, and it's going to be part of this article in the Dog Street Journal where we talk about XYZ. And I don't remember what it was. I just remember hearing the topic and going, no, I don't want to be a part of that. Not only do I not want to be a part of that, but I don't even want that story to exist. So <laughs> we, uh, we got some fishing line, some fit got some 50 pound tests <laughs> and running across the sunken gardens. And then we got water balloons and filled them with water uh, and with a Turkey baster or not a Turkey baster, like the medicine dropper thing. Yeah. We, we injected some fun smelling stuff like vinegar and mustard and yeah. whatever else we could get into them. And we tripped everybody up and pelted them with the stinky water balloons. And the picture still made the wall street journal, but instead of writing the article that they journal. wanted, Dog Street Journal. Yeah, yeah Dog Street. Wall Street. It was not that right. No, it wasn't that big. <laughs> Local college <laughs> publication. But the article came about, <laughs> was really about me, just not by name, about who done it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Somebody ruined this happy moment of all these people coming together for a good cause. That made, that made me feel good about oh, yeah. myself. <sighs> they were so mad. The carp. The carp. <laughs> the, great, yeah, we talked about that one. The carp is good. The carp is good. Yeah. The if a fish think, barely fits when it when it recently passed away, if it barely fits going into a small cavity, when, it swells, uh, when they yeah. die, they swell up, and then you can't get them out. Yeah. In case you were wondering. Did Domain put mayonnaise in your bed? Oh, you probably, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorts of goodness. Yeah. But yeah, prank, pranks are great. I didn't see anything wrong with this. I thought it was appropriate. Um I also like that. So they recognize that there, there's a there's a rites of passage coming up, and once they cross that transition, there's a certain amount of child childishness that they have to leave behind, and mm -hmm. they're fully committed to that. 
Sure. And, but they're also embracing that period of life that they're in right now. And they're like, and yet we have one more day. Yeah. So different. One more time. So this one last one opportunity. Last break. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Anything else from the test and all this chapters before we move to chapter 11? No. They're really cut and dry chapters. Yeah. But the last two. Ends. Well, uh, if you can't tell, I'm just making up stuff to talk about tonight. So <laughs> phenomenal listening. This <laughs> chapter like, 11. What, what have I walked into? <laughs> There's no notes for this. There's no way to prepare for this. <laughs> we just appreciate you being here. Yeah. Chapter 11. Chapter 11. Just before dawn. I'll tell um, you, I do a lot just before dawn. I, I try to wake up. I try. So I, so I go to the other office. The turlet. The months are heating up and it's still dawn. dark out. It's, yeah, not cool. Yeah, it's difficult, but it's worthy. It's yeah. worthwhile. Uh, unless my kids wake me up that early, I don't try to get up that early. I don't try to. Yeah, if it's the weekend and the kids are involved, I'm a-okay with it, actually. If it's to get up and do my morning routine and go to work and get in my car and it still be dark out, yeah. not cool. I don't know. I like my job. <laughs> so, I like your job, too. I I can't see a path to doing it, but if I could find a way uh, back to it, I would. Like, but I want to get to the office as early as possible because I'm like, I like what I do. I want to be there. But it's uh, it has yeah. frustrating days, um, like today when I spent over an hour on hold. Um, but you know, it's, um, it happens. I spent three hours on hold. Why as an employee should I have to spend three hours on hold? today? I, I called a third party company to get an answer on something. And I spent half an hour waiting and finally just hit the number one where it's like request callback. And mm-hmm. I did that and then waited and did some other tasks while waiting for the phone to ring. It did it. So I started making other phone calls because I had other people I needed to call. And then as I'm on the phone with someone else, I get an email pop up. You just got a voicemail. I was like, fuck. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so they call me back while I was on the other line. So then I called them back again. Of course. Half an hour again. No one answered. Wait for a call back. And then my phone's ringing off the hook. I was like, unless it's that number, I'm not answering it. I'm not uh, going to answer. Tell my <laughs> I was like so frustrated. I was like, I just wasted like a good portion of my day because you guys like. See. That's no no offense. That's just elementary school juvenile frustration. Remember, I work for the government. Oh yeah. Okay. And <laughs> well, I, I I still I argue this a bit about level of intelligence, but I can at least admit uh, to myself and others that I, I'm slightly above average in intelligence. I think it's a fair statement. And when I got hired for the job I'm in right now, it was because there was a very specific problem and I had a very specific skill set. And I went in there and I talked to all the different players and all the different sections and what their processes were. And I saw the disconnects and literally I went into the first meeting and I laid it out thinking that they would care. And I was like, here's where I've identified the problems. These are where we need to improve our processes and communication this is broke. We need to change that. Modify this. Da 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 da. Let's do it. And they're all like, "That's dumb. That we can't do that. That doesn't make sense." So they put together a tiger team of all these higher ups and all the sections that get together twice a week for months. Do you know after about four months of them doing that, what the end result was? What the recommendations were? 
what you pretty much me, everything I fucking said on day one. Yeah. So I'm sorry you were on hold, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> and you missed a little beep 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 with somebody coming in with answers for you. Someone was calling you with the answers and you're upset. Emotional damage. <laughs> yeah anyways i do feel i'm not trying to downplay your frustrations it was a rough day <sighs> that's okay um it's fine uh it's fine i'll, I'll get over it I'm i have at least okay there's at least somebody out there who uh works for the government understands what i'm talking about yes <laughs> the government yeah uh dealing with them is always a pain in the ass i i don't work for them but whenever i have to deal with them it is I, I feel the pain from the other side of it of being frustrated. <laughs> I don't give out my number and I keep it disconnected when I'm at work. But if I didn't and you had my number and you called me, like I would get stuff done for you. Yeah. You just can't reach me because I don't yeah. want to deal with it. Yeah. Oh, well, I've had government. Deal. <laughs> the good ones are unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say too much, but there is one particular office I have that is in a government building. And you know which one it is. And oh, yeah, yeah. I see it to the nth degree in that facility. <laughs> there are good individuals that do good stuff there. There are. Proce processes as a whole make no sense. <laughs> there are. But as a whole, it's like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, chapter 11, just before dawn. Um, so before dawn. Uh, seven Aes Sedai, one from each Aja, come to Moraine and so on in their respective rooms to talk about, um, you know, uh, their Ajas. And yeah, I guess it's like it's this is like the fraternity or sorority thing, like the pledge week, where they're going around like, you should join our fraternity or sorority. <laughs> um, this is why, <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> I, I can't I can't relate. So uh no, neither can I. I went to, I went to a PWI and um sounds like a thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I, I've seen the outside looking in that whole process. I've right, never, outside I never looking joined. in. I never joined. In fact, right off the bat, I was like, I don't want to do that. Like I yeah. think I went to one party and all my friends were like, This is great. We could find buddies and do stuff. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I already do that. <laughs> Like <laughs> to be fair, I joined the track team, and then anybody else that came and that looked like they might be athletic, I snatched them and brought them oh, yeah. in. So, so what I so did do was, different, was yeah. yeah, I started yeah. the sailing team with some friends. We took over Thursdays as the party night because Fridays and Saturdays were frats and sorority parties. We took over the Thursday night parties, and we definitely recruited not just for sailors, but we recruited socially. So in a way, I put my own together. But it was like, join us, join us, join us, and every single one, I was like. No, no, no. Yeah. Just did my own. So if Moraine and Swan, they think they're cool, busting out, going, we're blues together, holding hands, mm -hmm. ah, but you're still conforming. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It'd have been cool if they were like, we're going to be the pink daisies. Woo. Yeah. Like, there is no pink daisies. And like, there is now. Boom. Yeah. So, yeah. So you got to it. They go down to the room where all the sitters are there. And Moraine and Swan choose their Asha. Blue. together were they actually holding hands or did i make that up because yeah. it felt no, like they, they were holding hands they were holding hands. hands i mean that's so freaking cute they're <laughs> blue yeah. yeah um so after a bit of ritual talk 
um, which Moraine thinks about it like that this is way too much information. But um, they have to swear the three oaths, and we get a first-hand account of what that's like. Because um, we, I don't think we've gotten that to this point. We've heard about three oaths, obviously, but it, we've they've hinted to it and talked about it, but not it happening. Yeah, we saw on we saw some on the show. On the show, yeah. But and this isn't too far off. Yeah. You know, for different reasons. We saw it for her getting booted out. Yeah. yeah. Not really getting raised. But it felt the same. Mm-hmm. I think there was like the same like channeling spirit into the Ultron and other stuff. Yeah. I mean, the weave kind of locks it in. That's kind of cool. You got pat out of it. Get that tightness. Get the Botox from the. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did I say this in previous episodes that like I had hopes maybe that something happened where Moraine and Swan didn't actually take the oath rod. Yes, she did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't really see how they could get away with that in their time, but I guess this mixed all that. I still think that'd have been neat if somehow one of them dodged it. Mm -hmm. And then the storyline is that's how they were able to sneakily do what they did. Yeah. No, whatever. No. And also let me bring back worries about this oath rod that I brought up many books ago. Remember, they use these things thinking they know everything that they do or enough of what they do that it's safe. But the oath rod itself might be part of the the problem or the major source of the problem within the White Tower. Is it just locking them into these oaths? Or maybe the way the oaths are worded themselves uh, restrain them in such a way that prevent them from doing that which they must do. No, no, I just don't like I mean, I'm from America, man. You know, I like freedom, freedom, man. Uh, no, no, sir. I just don't like it. No, yeah, no, man. No, sir. I just don't like it. Yeah, you, you try and you try and tell me, try and tell me you honest because you tell the truth. Because if you don't tell the truth, something bad gonna happen like immediately. Let like something prevent you. You ain't honest. You just you just bound up, boy. But if you able to lie, if you can lie, and you damn good at it, but you choose not to, now you're an honest person. You know what I'm saying? Your rod didn't make you honest. I just heard Alabama talk. Rod there. made you a liar. Why lightning? Anyways, um, so this is red wine. It's not the same as moonshine. As, moon, so. as moonshine. Anyways, no, use sorry. your imagination. Some good old shine. Preach. Someone said preach. There you yeah. go. <laughs> um. So yeah. So after um. Uh, taking the the shawls all the blue sitters come to the room and welcome them uh edith one of the sitters uh charges leanne sharif and rafella sindal to non-sitters of the task of escorting moraine and suan to the blue quarters where they can mm. find the new rooms um yeah uh when they arrive they find every blue sister currently in tarvalon wrapped in their shawls and lining the main quarter, kind of like quarter, just like yay. I pictured them and all with like blue boas and just kind of <laughs> yeah. And like there's certain days of the month you have to wear all blue and like all these different rules and stuff like that. Like it's I all, saw like that moment in Harry Potter when they walked in through the commons and it's like I feel like I feel like that's Spirit Week. You know, like they have Spirit Week and they have all these different things that you have to do. Like part of the sorority. Like it's uh it's very very reminiscent of that. That's how I read it, read it at least. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how we kind of end this uh, chapter. Yeah, um, they're very short. Yeah. 
therapist. With a little lib pad. Yeah. Even the last chapter, it's like, oh, they learn a secret. And they get assigned a job at the end. Yeah. <laughs> they. And here's the plan for five seconds. Yeah. It's interesting, though, but, like, what when they huddled with the Blues, they got uh, a little bit of insight about the hierarchy within the Blues and who's really leading things and this, that, and the other. But it it felt like maybe in the moment being caught up into it, caught up in it, like if you were Moraine or Swan, you'd be like, oh my gosh, it's a huge revelation. But really the blues are only giving them just a tiny crumb. Yeah. And even within the blues, there's more like complexity to the relationships and everything. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're being spoon fed the, the blue business. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, any questions, Raj? Do you have anything else for them? Anything you want to add? Or no, I think it's good. I think it's must be like really frustrating. I don't know if you're like the gray or white sister, like sitters you go and every time it's like oh, no one chooses not choosing you, no. us again. Like, <laughs> time to leave. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta come every time and then leave. And like, they, that one kid in dodgeball that just never gets chosen. It's yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> After a while, well, kind of so, worked on uh, They chose the green again. Oh, well, yeah. maybe next time. <laughs> next time. I would think some of the Ajas, uh, while that might be frustrating, I think it'd also be worse to get somebody in that group that just doesn't have the personality to to do what your mission really is. And so the mm-hmm. whites and grays might kind of fall on that. The grays for sure fall on that. I think the browns would take anybody. I think the browns yeah. don't care how you learn as long as you're into learning somehow. And then even if you're like not into learning, they would be like, well, we need to be able to study a Brown that's not into learning. So this is an anomaly that we can study. So they'd be happy to have that just because it's a different type of Brown, you know? Yeah. I think that happens everywhere too, like where you'll have people that you don't know why they're there, if that makes sense. Like even in jobs, (laughs) you'll, you'll find people like, why'd you decide to do this with your life? Like you do not the personality for this type of job at all like but here you are like i i i found that in everywhere i've ever worked you'll find yeah. people that just and they, they yeah. don't they don't do you don't, well why are you here yeah, <laughs> yeah why are you here <laughs> and like, not even that you have to fit a specific mold because you also run into certain people in sure. certain careers that are not your typical but sure. then you're like pleasantly surprised like oh yeah and they're still getting it and you're like neat not everybody could do it your way but you're making right. it work but there's definitely yeah. those that you're like yeah why because <laughs> it is the way it is yeah it's uh i'm a pacifist i will join the military like you weren't drafted what, what why are you what, although why? we have a medal of we honor winner that did that we do but yep why Axel ridge <laughs> make that money yeah money i guess if you haven't seen hacksaw ridge the don't spoil it for me no, 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 no. The, well, the movie itself is now I'm very judgmental on military movies, like and as how they move be. and how they do their attacks, how they reload everything. And as you should so be. there's there's inconsistencies with this one. So it's not as like perfectly done as like Band of Brothers or um, what is it? Tears of the Sun or We Were Soldiers, those type of movies. They got all the details right. Mm-hmm. But the storyline is most mostly true, definitely mm-hmm. based off a true story. And the story itself is pretty good. Got to watch it. So, so you're telling me Rambo is not <laughs> accurate? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one of the tests that I do 
that I don't even realize that I do, but everybody does it. That's spent enough time on the range with enough different weapon systems is you identify the weapon by sound or Mm -hmm. by sight. And then you start counting. And once they've shot for long enough without reloading, you're like, bullshit. Yeah. Just, (laughs) yeah. He ran out of ammunition 20 minutes ago. How is this scene still going on? Oh, you're telling me he reloaded six times? Do you know Do you know how heavy that ammo would be? And by the way, that doesn't fit in his pocket. No. <laughs> but so, I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but yeah, Rambo's a little unrealistic. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but it's still entertaining. still entertaining. <laughs> Chapter 12, Entering Home. And um, Moraine's point of view again, at least for the first part. So once in the blue quarters, uh, every blue sister currently in Tarvan welcomes Moraine and Suwan. Um, Edith tells all right, Edith tells uh, Cabarina to show them to their new rooms uh, and wishes to speak to them later. Um, and, and they learn actually that Edith is the first selector who's the head of. So each one of these objects had these cool names. She's the first selector. They're all um, different in each other, I think, right? Or something. Yeah, all different objects right. are different. Like the, the heads are all different, like these different names. But yeah. After they're shown to the rooms, Marine quickly changes out of her isodized dress because, like, oh, screw these threads. I got the new stuff. The, the pink daisies have a pickle Rick who on the oh. down low runs things. Yeah, exactly. In case you're wondering. Mm-hmm. Okay. In case you're interested in joining, contact me directly. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Okay. She dons her new wardrobe and, and yeah, leaves breakfast threads. alone and goes out and yep. goes to learn information. Yeah. Um, Skipping breakfast. Yeah. I don't know about that. R- rookie mistake. Not if, you, not if you know you got a big day ahead of you. Yeah. At least, at least put some nuts in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> at least grab some nuts on your way out, Moraine. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so because uh, I mean, even if you're not hungry, if you're a little anxious, you that's just why she got like, land. Hustle them around, you know. That's why she got land. You just kind of shake them up. Yeah, you know? and then she gets explained about the, I guess, the order of how rank is dis- determined within the Aes Sedai. It's not based on age; it's based on power. Oh yeah, she and, did like that was an instant focus, which was like, mm-hmm. oh, I know I'm ranked almost as high as this person, and in three years I'll be ranked higher than this person, and within five years I'll be right there with that other person, and. She's mm-hmm. already sizing people up. Oh, yeah. Which is frowned upon before your Aes Sedai. Once your Aes Sedai, it's very, very much encouraged. Expected, expected yeah. I, I completely forgot. I was like, they don't even tell you this is the way of things until after you become Aes Sedai. It seems like right. vital information. Might be good to, to know, know ahead of time. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 If you're, you're, you're joining and you're like, you're very low in power, and then you find out, oh, by the way, now that you're Aes Sedai, you're always going to be like, if you think of how like even you talk about the pope uh ritual of cup of the balls is similar mm-hmm. to like the ambulance ritual of prove that you're a female sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, jordan has this way of like kind of flipping the stereotypes um I, I would say in the guy world and i think this is still true even though we're trying to change it there's like um there's there's certainly a hierarchy within groups of all ages that is based off of size, oh, yeah. uh, height, 
Yeah. Like Chris, don't take this the wrong way. I, I mean it. Well, in any good way you can think about it, but like when you walk into a room, you, you command that room, oh, yeah. whether you want to or not. And you could be the most passive. Please don't look at me. Please don't. People are looking at you and they're probably without thinking about it. Most guys, at least following your lead. When I was at the gym on Tuesday, I go in and I, my, my program right now is two sets of 20 ish. And then like, but how much weight you putting up? Huh? Five to six. Very little. I'm doing five to six. Which is more than me. But... Well, you know, two sets of uh, of 20. And so I go in, in, like I said, two sets as relatives. Like I do um, lat pull down and I do three different variations of lat pull down because I do close grip, mid grip, wide grip. So that's 60 reps and I do that. You can get two good work in around. there. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm doing 10 to 20% of my max. So like my max on that is the whole stack, which at my uh <laughs> the max is everything hey chuck norris how many push-ups can you do all of them uh, <laughs> at my at my gym that's like 395 so, for, for for your last okay times yeah i just i mean i'm, I'm 400 so to do a pull up do, i've got to be able to do 20 guys yeah i guess yeah good point you're you're, you're a big dude so so like I jump on there and I like put 50 pounds on and I'm like 20 here. Well, 20 here, 20 here, 20 here. And then I get up and then of course I'm doing um, uh, two sets of 20 with curls. I'm doing three. Well, I actually did four different variations of curls. And so, you know, 10% of my max. So I'm grabbing 10 pound dumbbells. And I'm sitting here doing it. And you see this guy kind of walk. I can, I can up. hang with that. That's fair. Yeah. He he walks up, like this guy walks over to his bros and like I can hear him giggling and I see him kind of cut his eye at me and he puffs his chest out and you know like I'm the target. And I'm like you've made yourself look weak. I've made, I've made myself. They saw look an weak. opportunity. They saw an opportunity. So yeah. it, we I go over to Hammer Strength Machines and I'm you know same deal still working on back bicep exercises. They have the the high lat pull from the hammer strength machine, right? And on that, I typically do about you know four ninety five, and so I put you know <laughs> the, at this point like, I'm putting. All right, we're I'm back putting, to not being able to relate again. <laughs> well, I got, that I'm putting, that happened real quick. We got here, and then boop, right back out. So, so I put 25s on each side, and I'm just sitting here just doing nice, easy, steady reps. And so an even smaller guy comes by, and he stands in front of the machine. Like, this is what pissed me off for a moment. He stands in front of the machine, and he, like, pokes his chest out, and he's, like, staring at me. And I look at him. And he looks at me, and he kind of, like, gives me this mean mug. And I'm like, do you want the machine? He's like, well, I mean, you're not really doing nothing. I was like, oh, you can work in. And he's like, oh. I was, he's like, well, you know. I was like, yeah, just go ahead and work in. So he, he, he sits down, and he does 20 reps of the 25 like I did. And so then I'm like, okay, what do you want to do next? Like, are you, are you staying here? Are you, you going up? Just let me know whatever you want to do. He's like, yeah, man. Um put 45s on i'm like okay so i don't take the 25s off i put 45s on top of the 25 <laughs> so this is where we're going so this is where we're going so 
And in the meantime, the guys that were the bros that were over there giggling and laughing at me now come over to the same side I'm on and they get on a different machine. They're doing a chest press machine. So then, like, I again, I throw 20, 45s on top of the 25s and he gives me this look and I sit down and just a nice, calm, smooth set of 20. <laughs> and he like has this look and then he sits down on it and he like busts out 20. And I'm like, you go. I'm like, that's awesome. And he starts to pick up his bag. He starts to pick up his bag. I'm like, all right, next set. And I sit down and do another 20. <laughs> he's like, and you can see yeah. the gym bros kind of looking over. So he sits down and he knocks out 14. And then he like kind of stares at me like, one more set. We bust out another <laughs> set of 20. He's like, so then he sits down and he busts six of them out. I'm like, dude, that was, I think you had two more in you at least. And uh, so I make him sit back down. And I guide him down with it. In the meantime, you know, the bro that sticking shuts out earlier comes over because there's two more 45s sitting there. And he like, yo, can I get these 45s? And he's got, you know, 45s on the chest press already. So he's going up by 45 on each side again. So he grabs the 45 and he's going to struggle over. So I see him. I tell him, I got hold on. And I grabbed the other 45 by three fingers, lift it up this way, and then drop it onto his thing. He's like, Pink. just bust out laughing. He's like, I knew you were just fucking with. <laughs> I knew you were just messing with us. I knew you're the strongest. Like, it goes off. He's yeah. like, and then everybody around is just dying. And he looks at me. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, 10%. He's like, but you were just oh. doing that 20 times. Yeah, I'm just doing 10%, man. I just need to tone. <laughs> so that, so I, again, I'm a somewhat intelligent person. I can recognize the stuff going on, but even still, like the instinct of how we size each other up. Uh, I, I was on a butterfly machine, lighter weight, like 90 pounds, but intentionally going very slow in, holding yeah. for 10 seconds, and then a very yeah. slow out. And I was getting eyeballed by somebody that was waiting that kind of did an eye roll, like, oh, this weak motherfucker. And I still even recognizing this felt obligated to go, okay, 150. All right. So all that to say, y'all that have been listening to this for a while, y'all might've gotten bored in this weightlifting conversation a little bit. I was enthralled, but it was only sizing up strength. We know Chris is an intelligent dude. Like I feel like I'm a little bit, we contribute to society in all different ways. We have all these things outside of, our physical strength that actually matter and how we could contribute and what our power and influence is. But when you get in those situations, dudes don't fucking care. It's how do you no. stack up? Exactly. Right. And so I think it's funny all that to say 30 minutes later, it it's interesting <laughs> how Jordan like initially paints a certain amount of sophistication when it comes to I said, I and you would think like wisdom and knowledge would be very important and generally that comes with age and yes age plays a role but also no like whoever the baddest motherfucker is unless somebody else is like officially appointed in a role over them they got the room exactly uh yeah. and that's that's basic level instinct shit that yeah. i still like, do I, in the gym i, I love Sorry. taking what you what you deadlift with and pat and hand clinging with it. So leg legs and back, I'm still terrified to get into. So I'm weak there. Well, and I understand that. I would. On that I, note, 
when I did the 90 pound dumbbells, that's when I realized I need to get back into legs because going from the rack to the bench, my legs were shaking like a mother. Yeah. And then I put them up no problem. And I'm like, guess I got to start doing legs now. I'll stick, to my tw- I'll stick to my 12 ounce curls and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, so, and, 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 you know, it's, it's really funny going like, or I'm going to continue down this tangent cause I'm on it now. I'm, again, Dario CEO, just, so the guy that he has on now is actually the guy that like runs Tinder. Okay. And he said, even now in today's society, the number one indicator of what women are, or men look at is still like the 70 30 ratio and that is and, a huge and symmetry and symmetry but that's a huge well and symmetry didn't even come up it's just the 70 30 ratio is a huge Ooh. determinant like symmetry is not a thing like no matter people, how people much, okay with the paper bag special yeah i mean it and it really comes back all the way back down to biological desire and Base so, yeah, can you can you protect me? Can you provide for me? And not monetarily, but, you know, the mind is doing what it does. Mm-hmm. And so those background processes great. will fuck you up when you're trying to be civil, civilized and cultured yeah, and everything. The the smartest people still get the short end of the stick if they're not also, I'm not going to say yeah. fit, but built to that golden yeah. standard. So, I, I mean, I'm 5'7", and I'm, I'm taking a class right now um, in contracting, and we're on the second day. And in the first day, you know, we're having kind of open discussion in class, and people are talking about stuff where, again, I, I could then slice pretty well, and I, I kind of know what the best answer is, at least in my mind. Yeah. And in the first day, I'm trying to find that lull in the conversation to interject or whatever, and then, some, like, and many times I start to talk. And somebody talks over me and everything. It wasn't until today that I was like, fuck it, they all dumb. I'm just going to say my piece. And I just spoke loudly over everybody. And it got quiet because, one, they were like, little man has something to say. But then, two, they, <laughs> digested, they digested it. And they were like, oh, shit, that's good. you I know. And then after that, it was easier for me to get in a conversation. <laughs> but the, the initial uh, thought process was like they – like. I didn't have easy access to the conversation just because of my physical presence. Yeah. It wasn't until my intellectual presence was made known that they welcomed it. But you know who the loudest guy was on the first day that everybody let talk? The biggest the dude big in the room. Uh-huh. And no no offense, this isn't always the case, but he was not the smartest. Of course not. I thought, was, I thought, I thought, Raj, I thought you just left because uh, you're like, I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> no, I was, Raj adjusted his camera to show how day, wide his shoulders just, were. My whole screen, everything was frozen here. I had to just. Okay. Like, <laughs> Let's get back to the book. I thought Chris made such a good point that you were like. No, I was uh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I wasn't he, seeing the whole thing. He adjusted so, the camera so you could see how wide his shoulders are. He's like, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so after all of this um that talk about uh power they make their ways back to the rooms another i said i uh is it uh, i can't pronounce the names right but uh, uh satella satila sure sure it's sure. an s1 so i've made a point no, it's, a, it's a c1 to it. it might be oh. catella but it, it's pronounced with the s sound buddy so i wrote <laughs> it off <laughs> uh yeah stops them um and apparently during the testing swan had a really good ability of puzzles so they're like yeah so uh Swan, you're gonna be assigned to the blue aja's eyes and ears and swan's like yeah That's what i want to do but this is kind of a little bit 
it was more like you're going to be the errand girl for the person that's in charge of the eyes and ears. Yeah. And work for deciphering reports and things like that. I knew in my mind. Not a bad spot to be. No, no, no. No. This ain't the wheel. This is the Omelette. She already knew what their plan was. She knew, okay, (laughs) their plan is to get out of here as quick as they can and go find the dragon. So I'm going to give them busy work to make sure that they get it together before I actually allow them to go out. Yeah. And again, also the ambulance plan. Remember, what actually happened was not shared with everybody. That's still a very close secret among very few people. Correct. So she's got to keep her eyes on them because she has to really see if she can trust them. Well, no, she has to trust them because they're already in the inn. Yeah. So she well, needs to use them. So they need to be in a position to be useful. That's what that uh, that's what I think. Too. Not to. Yeah. Sorry if that was too. harsh, but no. But I'm with you. I agree, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And Moraine is also given a job. Uh, she's in charge of distributing the bounty. Um. There you go. She doesn't want to do this because she doesn't want to leave the tower. Um, yeah. And she tells Swan that she's afraid the hall just wants to put her on the throne of Kyria. And they decide together they'll find a way out. We'll, we'll work together and get out of here. Plus, they like each other. Little did they know. <laughs> Little did they know. And then we switch to land. So, anything for this before we go to land the man? No, Alan, I don't know why you're delaying this. Let's go straight to I, land. I'm just waiting for. <laughs> you know, land to meet up with Moraine and to figure out how that interaction started. I think that, it was really I'm rough. most excited about that. I yeah. want that now. Like, uh, all yeah. of this has been good, but... but And I think that's why I've enjoyed the book so much, is that anticipation. And yeah. it has been, like, a fresh story. It's been a good break. Alan, I don't know if you actually made the decision to put this book in here or somebody suggested it, but it was a good break. It's a good spot. For, yeah, it's a great spot yeah. for it. I'm actually okay if their first meet is just totally awkward and weird. Oh, and it, it needs to be the more effed up it is, the better because we know Correct. where it ends up. Yes. And yeah. It's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let it be a disaster. Probably she's <laughs> going to be a total brat. And he's oh, going to yeah. be like, oh my God, I can't stand you. And let him, no, let him be a little bit of an a hole too with a chip on his well, shoulder. Yeah. That, yeah. Let him oh be holding God, on to some shit that's you. making him, you know, less than he can be. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm so, ready for it. Switch back to land there. He's thinking about the Aiel war and how war and how the Aiel are retreating back to the Aiel waste. And I think one of the guys he's with is like, is that the spy of the world? He's like, no, it's just Kid Slayer's dagger. Like the spine is like 10 times bigger than that. That's not, that, that's not a mountain. This is a mountain. That's yeah. not a knife. Somebody looking at the, you know, Appalachia going, is that the Rockies? No, no, no. It used to be billion years ago, but yeah. no. It's always <laughs> funny when someone from the West Coast comes out to the East Coast for the first time. Like uh, I, my, my freshman year in college, I went to Virginia Tech. And one of the girls that was in uh, the dorm house I lived in, uh, she was from Nevada. And she didn't actually tour. She just got accepted and decided to go. So her first oh, time wow. coming to Virginia in the Appalachian Mountains was when, she got the pl- was when she got the plane. And one of the first things she asked in the camp is like, so where are the mountains? <laughs> Like, yeah, they're, we're in them. They're like these are hills. Like no, that hills. is uh, just, yeah, rolling for, hills. For us in the flatlands, those are mountains. But. Yeah. Oh, man, when you know mountains. the history of Appalachia, though, you give it more respect. They've been around for a long, yeah. long. They are old mountains. Long time. Yeah, they they are wise mountains, also country, known as country hills. country roads. Uh, take me home. Um. 
So he, him and Bukama are speaking also about leaving Malkir and, and thinking about uh, their old home. And Lance is really eager to return to his battle now. The, the war's over. Yeah. He's ready to go back to his battle against the Shadow. That's where yeah. his real. That's where his heart is. He wants to go fight the Shadow. And yeah, it's a nice little quick jump over to land the man dragon land the man so look i am just ready for the meetup you're ready for the meetup he's gonna for it he was so land was just part of uh a specific battle war he had specific roles to be told what to do where to be even though he was leading a group of men like he was still under somebody that was handling the overall strategy and now that it's over, like we know everything he's capable of. But now that it's over, he's like, I'm gonna just go back and fuck up the blight. Well, that's kind of like a very ambiguous mission. That's a I mean, I don't even know like what to compare that to. It's not I don't know. It's it's not the task is very reactive and you're just going to exist somewhere and see what the fuck happens. But mm-hmm. but Lan is capable of so much more and has so much more potential. So you're like, not just because we want to see how him and Moraine come together. Like, I just need to see Lan become more or run into that opportunity and take advantage of that opportunity to become more. Mm-hmm. You know, go mm-hmm. him going, I'm going to just go chill on the edge of the blight and fuck up whatever comes by me. Like, what a waste. <laughs> what an absolute waste. The more I thought about Land leading this small group, relatively small group of people under the direction of, you know, somebody else and white cloaks got him around. I, even then I'm thinking about it going, do y'all not know who the fuck y'all got there? <laughs> Why is he not running things like absolute waste of talent and potential? So, you know, I need I need that opportunity, that collision with opportunity to happen. We get some name drops here of Pedro Nile actually being competent as a general. Mm-hmm. Which looks interesting in this read. I'm not anti patronile mm-hmm. You know, he but signed up mind. with a frat that, you know, th- I didn't go to those parties. I thought it was, they mm-hmm. were a bit much too into themselves, yeah. you know. However, talented, skilled individual. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. There, look, uh, I don't want to start Alan up on this because he could give a list, but there are many generals in war fighting throughout history that were on the losing side that the more I studied, the more I respected. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe not. There's certain principles where like, it's like, and that is the reason why history mostly forgot you. Mm-hmm. But then you look at everything else that made them who they were and tactician and everything. And they're just phenomenal people. So yeah. Patronal white cloak. Yeah. We're not supposed to like them right now. Maybe ever. I don't know, but I mean, Hannibal was a was a ge- military genius. I mean, the Carthage Wars, they Rome eventually won, but um, could have gone either way. Could have gone either way. I mean, he marched all his elephants across the Alps, and he was he was literally a military genius. Um, but yeah, yeah, There's plenty of examples throughout history. Of didn't that. didn't win them all. Didn't win them all. <laughs> well, he, he pretty much won against Rome. It's just that Rome also moved the fleet across and sacked Carthage while he was over there. He's like, crap, we go back home, and they, had, they went home, and yeah. This, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all that fun all stuff. Right. Um, yeah, changed room forever. He did. Um, Hannibal did. Um, so favorite character or anything from these chapters we missed before we get favorite character? No, nah. we probably missed a lot. I wasn't probably even paying attention to what you were saying, no, Alan. We, I just kept talking. We didn't miss anything. We didn't miss anything. No. Any questions left unanswered? Any stones unturned? 
No, no. no. Okay, we're good. All right. Favorite character. Go. Go ahead. Give it to her before. Akuma. <laughs> no. Well, we have the opportunity to, before it possibly gets tainted, I'm going to have to stick with Elida. Oh, and I like that. only because if we find out more about her intentions and it's bad, she might not ever get a chance to ever get a shout out again. So I'll go Elida. And I'm going to give it to Egwene for passing. Egwene? That's cute. Yes. Egwene? Egwene? Moraine. Y'all know I'm horrible with names. <laughs> it's all Moraine. The, the, thought, the thought of Egwene. She's younger than Rand, so she's not born yet. Uh, she's not born yet. Thank you for correcting. She could be a time traveler, too. I'm going to give it to Moraine for passing. She made it. She made it through all the trials. And I honestly say that they were tougher than what she went through in her practicing and still made it managed to make it out. Okay. It just shows you that willpower is important because she told herself that this is something that she would do and she did it. So, you know, oh, I like that too. I'm going like to have to give it to baby Talmanis. Uh, he's out there somewhere doing his thing. <laughs> Raj, please don't laugh. You're only encouraging him. <laughs> It's uh, that this is why he keeps doing it. I just I can't support that. Swan for mice. Oh yes, yes. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good honorable one. mention for sure. Uh, honorable mention, yeah. It's one for yeah. mice. Yeah, that's a good one. Putting mice people's beds. That's a that's a that's a clever tactic. That's fun. It's fun. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen better pranks, but it's fun. Her heart, her heart was in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, do you have a favorite character, Raj? For these chapters, well, I'll give it to the, the blue sister who is like give a questioning uh, Swan about the papers, and then Swan's like, "Oh, I'm uncertain uh, what this means." And she's like, "She's probably like, you're a liar. You know what this means." I'm better. <laughs> yeah. You know who you, you, know you give it to? You at this. I, I give it to the blue sister that got the pies before. Before the other blue sister got the pies, that was that's what we missed. That was the important part that we missed. They will still cut in on each other's profit, and they are sly as all get out. These blue oh, yeah. sisters are. Yeah, we're together, but right every woman her. for themselves. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I hope she gets a mud pie. Yeah, but I also hope she gets a delicious one too. That's funny. Good picks, yep. except Good for picks. tall mayonnaise. What is wrong with you, Alan? <laughs> tall mayonnaise. At this point, I don't even remember his real name. What? His real name is Tall Mayonnaise. <laughs> tall mayonnaise. Uh, tall mayonnaise. Skinny ketchup. Skinny tamales, ketchup. Tamales, tamales, um, tamales. Tomato, tomato. Tamales. Um, Y'all making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Fish pie. Gross. Uh, uh, no. Yeah. Actually, no. not gross. No. Oh, fish curry my, is good. My favorite thing. Uh, eh, yeah, no, fish curry is really good. Like in Singapore, they have fish curry. It's delicious. I think we're talking about two different things, but I thought okay. about it, and I I still agree with you. <laughs> I just caught that. I was like fourth or fifth layer giggity. Like you really got to go down to get that. You did have to go all the way down to the bottom. All the way down. You got to get down there. Absolutely. <laughs> it's good. Uh, giggity. Um, so, mm-hmm. so, next week, we're doing three chapters. Business, 
business. Oh, giving them the business in the city. Business in the city. You don't want these hands. Um, <laughs> chapter 14. It's not choices, but it's changes. Changes. Sure. You see, I said that it's not choices, it's changes. Sure. And then 15 uh into Canlum. Canlum? Canlum? C-A-N-L-U-M. Canlum? Oh. If you can't pronounce it, the rest of us won't be. I'll wait till the audiobook pronounces it for me and they pronounce it wrong anyway. So help. 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 I don't know how you pronounce that. But they're going into there, wherever that is, or whatever it is. Do you do you have do you have knowledge on the pronunciation, Raj? Can that sounds good enough. Yeah, it sounds good enough. Yeah. See if there has a. I feel like Raj reads the way most of us do. We make a very good effort, but whatever it forms is in pronounced our head, the first time we see it, that is what it is. <laughs> it's pronounced conlum. Conlum. There's an N right. in there. Pecan. Con. C A H N loom. L O M. Conlum. It that guttural call. You got to get the guttural sound. It's Germanic. Interesting. Like yeah. I've read these books without the audio, so like more than fifty percent of the names once I've heard them, they're like, "What? That, That's yeah, how you say that?" I like it. I like when they use the throat too. <laughs> yeah, crisp. Well, Conloom is kind of like a Germanic-French combo. Like they must have met during some war, and you know, yeah. Strasbourg. Conloom. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's what we're doing. Uh, any thoughts on the chapter names? I Changes. think we just uh, we did it. Okay, cool. We're gonna right. see a main chapter where she goes out there and starts handing out money. You don't think I we're think gonna be in gonna, landing the entire time here? I we're going back to Marine? No, I think she's gonna run into land. <laughs> and he's gonna be like, What are you doing? Why are you doing this? And they're gonna have some awkward tension between them for a while. Okay. No, I, so I think I think um there's gonna be a situation where land thinks that Marine's in trouble and he comes to her rescue. Moraine's going to mm -hmm. be like, I was fine. I had that shit under control. Back the fuck up. Like, that's going to be the start of it. And they're both going to be like, you need me. No, you needed me. I saved you. I saved you. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. It's going to be that yeah. troop. Meet cute coming much away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Raj, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for having you me. You can find him on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? I guess it's at... Uh, Morden1024. 1024. All right. Uh, find all sorts of fun stuff around Wheel of Time. You guys can't follow him um, because there's spoiler. Yes. Yep. Sorry. Tagged, but it's safe if you don't. Yep. Hey, in a few more years, we'll be able to. Yeah, a few more years. I mean, so. Normally, I go and I'll add you and then I mute you. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. That way I can <laughs> support. But. Yeah. I've taken a hiatus from social media. So that's the reason why it took me that much longer to log in tonight. So yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing at all. Those are good. Hey, um, hey, my uh my uh Facebook profile got more birthday wishes than real life Ian got. You ever think about that? Oh yeah, all the time. And then I know yeah. text is a little bit closer, but but Facebook got more happy birthdays. Then I, I I pocket I pocket video like calls ten you. times more than that's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we and then we all got to say you. Happy we birthday. all get to yeah. see, see you on your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. But look, that was. There was the I'm not mad of, about it. It's just that's where we're at. Like people think, and, oh, I hit them oh, on yeah. Facebook. That counts. And that's it. Yeah. 
Nah. Nothing beats a face-to-face, -face, right? I remember but a when phone I had like 5,000 people on my Facebook. I deleted almost all of them. I'm down to like 400 and something. But I have 5,000. Yeah. And yeah. I can remember moments with all of these people. And I would get like a 1,000 birthday wishes on Facebook. And I'm like, that's too, just too much. I can't handle it. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Come see me in person if it means something to you. I started one day at 3 p.m. and ended at 3 a.m. the next day deleting people from my Facebook account. Oh, wow. Yeah. The purge. The purge. purge. Well, how we can be found is at thewillreads.com. It's our website. Uh, you can find links to all sorts of cool stuff. It does work. At least I think it does. I didn't check it today. But um, I didn't get any notices saying it's not working. <laughs> so, <laughs> so i think it's working um yeah go check us out there you can find links to all sorts of cool stuff like merchandise get team painter shirts or will read shirts or grab your floaties all sorts it of stuff. does work it does work uh tested tested um yeah get frosty mugs shot glasses cool stuff um yeah uh, do that patreon great way to support us um it helps pay for all other things uh, we do. Have you ever people. looked at the about the host page on our page? I mean, look I at Alan's it. photo. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to check this out. Um, what, what did I put as my photo? Is it, is it being stupid? Uh, <laughs> does, does he have hair? Right now. Does it have hair? hair? I wish I could oh, yeah. Yes. Well, I Definitely. Just, just me being us. stupid. Uh, perfect. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, don't forget to like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, hit the like button, subscribe to us on YouTube, on whatever uh, platform you listen to us on podcasts. All of that good stuff, it helps with the algorithms. We, we, if we nothing stuff. else, go onto the website and laugh at our pictures. Yeah, I think I picked good pictures for all you guys. Yeah, you did. And, yeah. and then I picked ours was super serious, and then Alan. And me. Ah. Yeah. Well, that sounds about right. I so, like to focus on my beard. That was a great picture. Thanks, it it was a great picture. It was a good picture. You look yeah. Irish in that picture. It was very yeah. red. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, bro. The red's gone. Yeah. Might need to take new pictures. I was definitely not as... I was still a little gray in that picture, but uh, yeah. So. I, I still look the same. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. It happens. I'm Time keeps you. slipping. Time keeps slipping. You know, um, haven't reached that future. forty age yet. So, <laughs> yeah, go do all the good stuff, and that's all I got for this week. So, until the time after this, peace. Okay, bye. Hey. Thank you for watching the wheel reads. Until next time. Peace. <laughs> Get your Coast Guard certified life-saving sure. device ready sure. and strapped on. Sure, sure. Oh, where are we doing tonight? <laughs> what kind of strap on are you talking about? Sure. <laughs>